670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Governor Brad Little announced today that Idaho will end the public health emergency on April 15th. Governor Little said every single state had a public health emergency declaration in place and doesn't still do. In addition, the governor said the activation of a statewide public health emergency since the start of the pandemic has enabled FEMA to cover costs associated with the distribution of critical supplies, such as ventilators and PPE, medical staffing, National Guard support, vaccine distribution, and other needs. FEMA covered $257 million in costs since March of 2020 that would otherwise have been covered by the Idaho state budget or local governments. Idaho still maintains a fund to respond to COVID-19 if needs change. Yay! Happy birthday to you. Yeah, no kidding. And I actually get to celebrate on my birthday um, this year because I don't have to file my taxes until the 18th. Mm -hmm. And the... Uh, emergency will be over, so you can, you know, relax a little. Hate to say so, but I you, didn't pretty much relax. Yeah, I was going to say you, <laughs> you, you, you hide your tenseness very well. <laughs> it's like, uh, not, not too freaked out you, over. Uh, you hide your fears and ang- you hide your fears and anxieties <laughs> better than most people. I think. Um, uh, you know, not being in living in Boise, I don't have to worry about wearing masks because most of the places that I go. You don't have to wear masks. I was thinking about it yesterday. The longest period of time I think uh, I've worn a mask this entire, uh, you know, COVID uh, period uh, has been about 15 minutes because I I, I Uber once in a while and it takes about 15 minutes to get from here to my uh, house. And you're supposed to wear a mask when you're in an Uber. So I do. Uh, But apart from that, I mean, I, I don't go to very many stores anymore. And if I do, I just pop in and pop out like a convenience store or something. Uh, don't wear one at home, obviously. I would tell you that I'm going to take mine off here, but I'm not wearing one right now because <gasps> we take yours off here. It, oh my god! It, it tends to muffle the uh, you know the voice a little bit. It is interesting because I do listen to uh, some of the basketball games. Um, I, I listened uh, to the uh, Boise State women's basketball team. I, I think Chris Lewis wears his mask during the games. He, he might because it's completely muffled. Oh really? Yeah. Now, he also called the final game, the Colorado State-Boise State game for CBS. I don't know if you saw. Um, so it was kind of cool seeing Chris Lewis, who for years has worked here mm-hmm. you know, in this building. Um, but he was uh, the play-by-play announcer for the uh, CBS game, Colorado State-Boise mm-hmm. State game, which was kind of cool for a national game to be on there. He's also, it is cool. He's also been a uh, reporter for the Olympics. He went to a fantastic uh School for sportscasters. He went to Syracuse. Yeah. You know, which is where Bob Costas and, and a bunch of those other guys went. The uh, Boise School District, we announced yesterday, and this begins immediately, began yesterday. Uh, mask optional started yesterday. Those mm-hmm. are just some of the things. It, it's interesting to me to see all this stuff happening. Boise Mayor uh, announced probably being the last mayor in the entire United States to finally drop masks uh, earlier this week. Um, we, we've seen mandates, we've seen vaccination mandates, mask mandates falling left and right across the country. And it's interesting. It's been, I don't know how many days, but we haven't talked about COVID directly for 
at least since last week, and maybe even a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, said much about it. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see that people are just so sick and tired of it now that they're moving on, because I haven't looked up COVID cases nationwide or anything like that here for a while, but I decided they, to do that last it, night. It still exists. There are still some. It's just that there's there haven't been any new developments or anything lately, so we don't mention it much. It it still exists and not only exists, but apparently way more than it did when everybody was freaking out about a, a year ago. Um, I hadn't looked up the numbers, and I decided after the governor made the announcement that we were getting rid of the uh, emergency activation to, you know, I'm just curious, see what the numbers were based you know, on last year when everybody was closing down and they were having mask mandates and saying you couldn't go to work in certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, March 7th of 2021, there were 40,064 cases nationwide. March 7th, 2022, 69,459 cases. So 29,000 more cases this year than there were last year when we were freaking out. Seems like a significant number. Deaths, March 7th, 2021, 676. March 7th, 2022, 1,686 Ooh, deaths. Wow. A, thousand a thousand more deaths more, yeah. Yeah, in, in the United States. Um, but again, we, we become sort of complacent with it because uh, you know, we started hearing those numbers every single day. And I, I think uh, people's attitude was, you know, call me when something exciting happens. Well, I, is it complacency or is it just that they're so sick of it? Because like, like I said... I mean, these are these are real numbers of people who are sick, real numbers yeah. of people who are dying, it's and different now for different it's like people. everybody's saying, "Hey, uh, the emergency is over. Um, we're getting much better numbers in," and it's like, okay, but the data doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Which means I think people just have finally said, "We're sick and tired of it. We don't care. We're just going to start living with it." I don't know if it has anything to do with the election. Some people claim, "Hey, we got midterms, and you know, polling is coming back saying people." Yeah. It's it's like a painting. Don't care about it anymore. It's like a painting on the wall of your house. Uh, you put it there. Uh, you are proud of it. You you notice it every single day, and then after a while, you stop seeing it, and you never look at it again. Yeah, but it's still there. And maybe that's the case. Um, COVID is now the number three killer in uh, in the United States, behind uh, cancer and heart Ed, disease. And Ed Bundy. Three years ago. COVID didn't even exist, and it's now uh, yeah. number three over the last couple of years. I, I'm hoping, I don't know if this is just something we will be living with in the future, or if sometime in the near or you know far future, I'm talking a year or two down the right. road, we'll look back and look and say, hey, look, we just went a month hey. and not one person got COVID or died from it. Yeah, we'll say, whatever happened to COVID? Yeah, I, I hope that that sincerely is the case and that... This isn't something that, you know, it'll be like the flu every year. It comes back and we get, I get our booster shots for those who will get booster shots <laughs> or, or we just have to deal with this or there will be another variant. The good news is no new variants have been cited. So maybe this thing is over. Um, knock on wood. I, ho- I hope so. Yeah. I, I try to stay away from medical predictions because, well, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Same here. KBOI news time is uh, 615 time for our first check of what's going on with sports. Man, what a, Big sports day yesterday. Yeah, there was a, a trade I thought you might be interested in. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll get to uh, sports here. It's a, brought to you. A story that we predicted in the news. By Fat Guy's <laughs> Fresh Deli. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it's brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Today's Wednesday. Of course, that was one of the most popular soups. Once again, uh, you can get in for jalapeno bacon potato cheddar soup today team that up with a sandwich uh salad or a wrap and you got yourself a great meal fat guys fresh deli they're open up 10 30 off 12th avenue in meridian 
I can only imagine what's going through your mind when your favorite football player is traded from your favorite football team to somebody else. And it doesn't really matter who else. It's just your favorite player is on the move. And that's exactly what the case is for a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans as Russell Wilson was traded from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos yesterday. Now, the good news is for the Seahawks, they're getting a haul. They're getting two number one picks, two second round picks. They got a really bad quarterback from Denver and a fifth round pick as well. For the Denver Broncos, they bring in Russell Wilson. They also bring in a fourth round pick. Well, who gets the better of this one? Most people will say it's Denver, but it really depends on what the Seahawks do with all these picks that they've gotten. But there was one other thing that happened yesterday that some Seahawks fans missed. A franchise-altering day as all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner was told he is being released. This news came just hours after the discovery of the Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos deal. So in releasing Wagner, the Seahawks are moving from their longtime defensive captain and another player who was among the most impactful in franchise history. And it also saves about $10.16 million in salary cap space. A difficult day for a lot of Seahawks fans. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden said banning Russian oil imports is another step by the U.S. to inflict further economic pain on Russian President Putin. But he said there will be a cost to Americans, too. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well. The president emphasized several times today that Republicans support banning Russian oil imports, anticipating GOP criticism should this move cause gas prices to go up even higher. It's not very often that, uh, you know, the president makes an announcement and the uh, effects of that are almost immediate. Um, But yesterday morning we were talking about I was so happy that coming to work yesterday morning I said that I was happy because gas prices did not go up overnight on my way, you know, into work from my way home on Monday. For a change, yeah. Yeah, and which was the first time in like five days that it hadn't happened. And then I got a uh, text message from uh, Zach Eddy of Fast Eddy's and saying, it probably is going to go up by the time you go home because their gas prices, they got an increase of nine cents a gallon at 9 p.m. on Tuesday night or on uh, Monday night. Sure enough, I drive home yesterday. Uh, I drive by two gas stations. Mm-hmm. Um, I drive by a Maverick and I drive by uh, Extra Mile. Extra Mile had jumped 10 cents a gallon from the time I'd driven to work yesterday morning to the time I went home. It's at now 4.29 a gallon. I don't know if Maverick, Maverick usually is about four or five cents cheaper, and they also raise their prices uh, a day or two after Extra Mile does. So I fully expect either today or tomorrow that their prices will go up from the four nineteen price. But um, I saw four nineteen yesterday and it hadn't hadn't moved, and I said, you know what, I don't have to fill up probably till tomorrow, but just <laughs> in case. I filled up yesterday. I think I made a good decision and probably saved myself well, a little like, bit of money. Like we said, you're, you're going to save money if you top off the tank every single day. Gas prices are now the highest they have ever been in history. Here in Idaho, across the nation, four twenty nine a gallon. Where will it stop? Oddly enough, nobody it, really knows. Oddly enough, it feels like they've been higher than this before because yeah. it just it just feels like they've always been pretty high. 
I sure do miss the days of uh, $2.10 a gas gallon uh, a year and a half ago. I don't miss those. I miss when it was like 75 cents. Well, I, I wasn't driving when it was 75 cents, so I can't really miss that. First time I ever filled up a tank that I, uh, in a car that I was driving, it was 56 cents a gallon. Wow. But it went, you know, straight up from there. Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering how um, possibly in this day and age can you save money on gas, which I think everybody is starting to go, you know what? Uh, if I want to have uh, discretionary funds to go out to dinner or to do fun things, I better f- start finding ways to save money. Um, we heard, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, that uh, Fast Eddie's said, and this is just a, that, that was just his opinion yesterday morning, that he thinks based on what's happening right now and how fast gas prices are going up, he predicted that here in the Treasure Valley, gas would hit $5 by this weekend. Yeah. By this weekend. Now, that's his so prediction. It's, it's got, what, that about 80 cents to go, right? Yeah. That's his, well, uh, ba- based on uh, extra mile, 70 cents to go. Mm, well, yeah. Yeah. We got 70 cents, and we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to do it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Condi, AAA Idaho, will be on with us coming here in just about half an hour. Um, we're going to talk to him about gas prices, if there are things that you can do to help you uh, save money on uh, gasoline, maybe get extra mileage out of your car that you already own, things like that. <laughs> Not talking about you know going out and buying an electric vehicle all of a sudden, because who has the money to do that these days, especially with the... Um, uh, amount of backlog that people who are getting cars have right now. Um, but we're going to talk with Matt Condi at AAA Idaho coming up here in just a little uh, bit to uh, get his tips on things that you might possibly do to help save money on gas. Also uh, on the way for you this morning, uh, big sports week here in the Treasure Valley. Mountain West Tournament gets underway today. Boise State will play tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock on 670 KBOI. Big Sky Tournament gets underway this week. We have tickets to the Big Sky Championships, both men's and women's games, Friday and Saturday. And another uh, nationwide championship gets underway in the Treasure Valley, the NAIA yeah. uh, championship. First and, first and second round of this particular bracket. First time ever um, hosted here in Idaho at College of Idaho. We're going to talk to the head coach, Colby Blaine. An Idaho product, uh, played uh, basketball at uh, Boise High. He is the head coach of the uh, Yotes. We're going to talk with him coming up a little bit later this morning here, too, on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Six thirty-five. Phone lines are open this morning. If you want to be a part of the show, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Once again, uh, we'll have tickets up for grabs today. Go to the uh, Big Sky Championship game Saturday evening, six o'clock, Idaho Central Arena in downtown Boise. Stick around for your chance to win that. Also, a uh, reminder that uh, the Mountain West Tournament. Gets underway today. First round games happen today. Boise State will be playing tomorrow in the second round game. They have a bye, and uh, remember, we will be carrying that here on 670 KBOI. For those of you who are interested in listening to the game, Bob and Abe will have the uh, game beginning at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow, uh, 1230 pregame. And then uh, if those of you who aren't interested in Boise State basketball or sports you can still listen to 93.1 FM and uh, hear regular programming that mm-hmm. will be going on here tomorrow afternoon. So 
this is one of the great reasons why we have an AM and an FM. Now, um, you're not locked into something you may not want to uh, be listening to <laughs> because there are, of course, people who aren't Bronco fans or sports fans. So tomorrow, um, 1 o'clock, you'll have your choice. You can listen to regular programming, 93.1 FM or 670 AM, the basketball game. Right now, um, you can listen to both AM and FM, and you hear the Casper and Chris show. Yeah, it's true. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Apparently, Chris and I, we've been told, sound much sexier on FM than we do on AM. Yeah. We're in uh, FM stereo, and I think if you add the AM to that, then what do they call it? Nick? Trio? What, what would you call three speakers? Quadratrionic Not, not quad, sound? that's four. Oh, um, multitrionic sound? Something like that. Yeah, let's just go with stereo. <laughs> if you're waking up, several areas of Treasure Valley have seen snow overnight. Closer I got into Boise, uh, less chance of snow, but yeah, we, uh, we ground got, was completely covered in Nampa. We we got rain. You got rain? Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I like to play golf and everything, I would dearly love to see about two weeks of nonstop rain and snow on the mountains. Well, that would uh, make those greens, you know, green. Remember two years ago? Mm-hmm. When uh, almost, uh, what, all of March and April, it almost every single day it rained. rained. Right. My lawn never looked better. KBY Newstime 6. one of the few times, I mean... Apart from when the snow falls, it was one of the few times my lawn looked the same color as everybody else's. <laughs> KVOI News Time is 636. By the way, the Dow up almost 600 points this morning after seeing a 800-point swing uh, yesterday, ending the day down. We'll be talking with Jeremiah Bates on the way in about 45 minutes. Find out what's affecting that this morning. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It would be one of the largest trades in NFL history. Sources are telling our partners at ESPN the Denver Broncos have agreed to a very big deal to get Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. That would give Denver the QB it has wanted since Peyton Manning retired, but Denver will have to give up a lot. Seattle would be without the quarterback who led the Seahawks to their only Super Bowl win. Wilson is expected to waive his no-trade clause. I can't believe I got three phone calls yesterday asking if I was okay. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, you and I have talked about I, I don't this. Think that, I don't think they realized how many years uh, uh, of losing records you went through with the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a Seahawks fan since they were uh, starting as a franchise and have had 19, four seasons. 1976. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and my personal feeling on this, I've been saying this for the last year, um, that I think it, it's good that they have to get rid of Wilson. Now, I know, and we talked about this earlier this morning, uh, Rick did in sports, you don't know who's going to get the better end of this deal for a couple of years. It depends on who Seattle is able to pick up with their draft picks, if they'll go for a quarterback in this draft, if they're if they're going to trade for uh, another quarterback that might happen to be out there. But they're not going to another Super Bowl with the current makeup of this team. They have three teams that are above what Seattle is right now in their own division. <laughs> And two which of them, is, uh, two our, of them are in the increase, and yeah. one just won a Super Bowl, which I believe is all of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily look at this as a bad thing. The other thing you have to look at here, are, you know, because there's so many intricacies of this. And the other one happened with Green Bay. Why this is also a good move? Seattle already is paying Russell Wilson between twenty-five and thirty million dollars a year. His contract is is going to be up here in two years, but probably next year is usually it's the year before your contract is up that mm-hmm. you, you start working on that contract. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers yesterday signed a $50 million a year contract. So that means Russell Wilson... He, he hasn't confirmed that, by the way. Somebody asked him, you know, I understand you signed for four years for $200 million, and he said no, and that was about it. If that is true, $50 million, Russell Wilson isn't going to sign less than $50 million, and you... you uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you're seeing what's happening with Green Bay right now. They haven't been to the Super Bowl in 11 years, or since 2011, because they're paying him so much money that you can't buy other players. Here's the other scary part. If they just franchise tagged uh, Devontae Adams yesterday, mm-hmm. he's going to make $20 million. Between the two of them, they will make $70 million. Based on the $208 million um, cap, that means they can hire three more players. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, a, a, a bunch of guys who are barely hanging on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is a win for both teams. I think it's definitely a win for Denver. And I think it's it's probably, we'll know in a couple of years if it's a win. I get it. Trading away one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL who has the most wins in their first 10 years, the most Pro Bowls in their first 10 years um, really sucks. But, um, you know, it, it's rebuilding of course, time. Of course, the attitude is always, what have you done for me lately? Exactly. It's time for another check on sports. Other things going on. Uh, this update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Check out their menu uh, right now if you'd like and uh, start salivating. FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Good morning. We take a look at Boise State football this morning. Boise State's defense with a big boost when safety Tyreek Jones decided to return for his sixth season, taking advantage of that COVID year. Tyreek Jones is at the back of the Bronco defense at safety where he had 53 tackles and two interceptions last season. In addition to making plays, he's in charge of getting the defense lined up right and talked about where he wants to be better this season. I would say being a lot more vocal, um, taking control of the defense. My position specifically acts as a lot, and it demands a lot as far as setting the coverage and making sure that as a defensive core all on the same page, including the, the backers, you know, or whoever's in coverage. My job really is demanding as far as communicating across the field and making sure everybody's on the same page. Jones at 6'2", 205 pounds, and J.L. Skinner at 6'4", 218 give the Broncos the best pair of safeties in the Mountain West. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. It's actually quite busy for Boise State football right now with spring practice going on and players trying to jockey for some of those few open positions that are available for the Broncos. We'll continue to hear from coaches and players over the next several days. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On the way for you this morning at 8 o'clock hour, uh, we have our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 37th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world, talking three continents, nine different countries, 1,500 brokerages, and they are rated number 37 in the world. Call today for any help with real estate, 208-888-4128. They're there to help you. Uh, we've got a $50 gift certificate once again, giveaway to Le Peep in Meridian. Great breakfasts. Great lunches. You got uh, Bloody Marys. You have uh, mimosas. I think six or seven different types of flavors of mimosas that you can get. And all you have to do is answer our question. Painter Salvador Dali had a neat trick for getting out of paying for drinks and meals for large groups of his friends. Mm -hmm. Our question today is, what did he do that guaranteed he wouldn't have to pay for the meals and drinks when they went out? If you know the answer, stick around and win. 
For Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Gas prices, uh, some gas stations here in the Treasure Valley got up 70 cents in the last uh, six, seven days. Matt Conti, AAA Idaho, is uh, with us this morning. Uh, Matt talked to a station owner here uh, yesterday who said that uh, he predicts gasoline here in the Treasure Valley will hit $5 by this weekend. Do you see the uh, same thing happening? Well, the the horrible thing is that we never thought we would even have a conversation about four fifty, let alone five. Right. But certainly, with these incremental jumps that we're seeing, I mean, we jumped eleven cents for the state average just overnight. So we're at four seventeen today, four twenty five for the national average. Could we hit five? Yeah, with the pressure that we're having right now, it is in the realm of possibility. We've been expecting a big travel summer in terms of the number of people who are, you know, flying and and driving various places. Uh, Is this going to affect that? Absolutely. This translates into jet fuel implications. This is your road trip. This is your cruise ship. Everything that's recreational requires at some point movement. And these things are, you know, going to be big deals, especially over the next few weeks. We're looking at a situation where we used to say the pain threshold was 350 and people would make their decision about travel based on that. And then with the pandemic, we said, well, we really need to think about $4 because there's so much desire to travel and make up for lost time. Well, now we're at that $4 mark and well past it. So it really comes down to what kind of threshold people actually have and how much they can reallocate funds from some other activity they were going to do on their trip. Eventually, there's just only so much that you can shift and still be able to even have a vacation. Other than walking to work or anywhere we're going to go or rushing out and buying some sort of electric vehicle. Are there ways that right now you can save money on gasoline? Well, there are different apps you can use. Gas Buddy has one. AAA has one. You can try to find the cheapest fuel in your area. Obviously, we always go back to the same things. Take good care of your car. Make sure your tires are properly inflated and have a good plan for where you're going. Try not to have too many turnarounds. Try to avoid those peak travel times and stop-and-go traffic. Those are all ways that incrementally you can save. Certainly you want to drive the vehicle that's got the best miles per gallon right now, so you might have to park one vehicle in favor of another. And you want to take anything heavy off or out of your car. If you don't need something on the roof rack or in the trunk. I didn't even think about that. I carry my golf clubs around. It might be a good idea to take those out, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you can maybe get some exercise walking around with them. (laughs) So unfortunately, that's the situation we're at today. We've blown all the old records out of the water. Uh, July 2008 was when we were at $4 last, and we're well above the old records uh, that happened during the recession. So we're facing some tough times, obviously, the continued aggression from Russia and all the different pressures now, uh, including the possibilities 
that come with the boycott of Russian oil. So we have a shortfall of right around 15% domestically as far as our crude oil stocks go today. You start stacking other things onto the fire, and they, it looks bad because we still are talking about the summer blend fuel. That costs more to make. There's usually a refinery shutdown uh, rotating where we, we see the refineries making that switch, and they catch up on routine maintenance. Now, with everything being what it is today, they may defer some of that maintenance until the fall and buy people more time as far as the production goes. And there, there may be an exemption as far as the winter blend. We may run that longer, too, just to try to offset some of this pain. You mentioned the the last time gas went over $4 a gallon here. It was 2008. Uh, do you know how many days it stayed above $4? Um, it was it was over for an extended period of time, uh, multiple weeks. I, I don't recall the exact amount, but it was definitely a, it wasn't just a hiccup. There was a, a pronounced effect there for a few weeks as things kind of worked themselves out. So, you know, we're talking about other products coming online. What will OPEC do to offset what Russia, uh, Russian oil won't be allowed to do? And obviously Canada has plenty of supply as well, and we do domestically. So it's just a matter of where do you ramp up that shortfall? Talking once again with uh, Matt Condi, AAA Idaho. Um, do you see this as, as a long, long-term thing, or is this going to be a transitory thing that once we either find another place to get our oil or are able to ramp up oil production here in the United States? Um, End-of-the-year predictions. Well, I think we're going to hit a, uh, this shockwave. We're going to ride for a while. I think we're looking at weeks or months before this thing corrects on the supply chain side. Now, the demand that would normally start ramping up after spring break and kind of hit its crescendo somewhere between Memorial Day and Fourth of July, that may grind to a halt because there may be no stomach for the prices. And and so demand may drop and kind of keep that side in check. But if it doesn't, if people still want to get out there, if they're still willing to take the hit, then that demand pressure is also going to build and that will also have an effect at the pump. So. We know from last year, all of AAA's holiday projections last year, we hit right around 5% below pre-pandemic levels for every major holiday, which tells you that people had hope. People were out there and getting moving, and we're at a situation now where some of that hope is starting to dim. Are most vacation sites, uh, whether it be resorts or just a place to camp, are they pretty much booked up for the summer still? Oh, definitely. There's, I mean, everybody right now is looking for the the warm weather destinations for spring break. We know that the Southwest, heading to the theme parks, those things are all on the books for a lot of folks. And so some of those things are still going to happen. But we know that this year, of course, the national parks, we've seen year over year massive growth for the national and state parks and lots of occupants uh, stopping off to camp at those locations. Matt Conde, AAA Idaho, thanks for taking a couple of minutes uh, helping us out here this morning. Much appreciated. Thank you. KBY News Time is 6.15. Time for a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli Meridian. Don't forget, uh, still continuing with soup day. It's uh, below freezing, so yeah, definitely a soup day. Uh, and one of their most popular soups, jalapeno bacon potato cheddar, available today at Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Good morning. Well, there was a lot of NFL news yesterday. Of course, the Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos deal kind of trumped everything else yesterday. Uh, there was also Aaron Rodgers news that he had re-signed and re-upped with the Green Bay Packers. Good news for Packer fans. 
And there's Major League Baseball and the Players Association that plan to pick up talks on a new collective bargaining agreement again today after deep-into-the-night discussions produced enough progress towards a potential deal for the league to put off canceling another batch of regular season games. Nearly 17 hours of bargaining started Tuesday morning and ended at about 3 o'clock this morning Eastern Time, and it did give them some breakthroughs on what is now the 97th day of Major League Baseball's lockout. But the union requested to reconvene with the players' leaders this morning before responding to the league's proposal. Now, Major League Baseball had threatened to cancel the season's second week of games, an act that could have some pretty grave consequences at a particularly sensitive time in bargaining. The ultimatum from the league, which locked out players back on December 2nd, was pretty simple. With a new basic agreement, players would report to spring training sites this week, free agency would reopen, and following a shortened spring training, a 162-game season that offered players full pay and service time would begin. But we'll wait and see what the Players Association has to say when it meets with their representatives before going back to the table and meeting with baseball owners. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Volatility continues uh, in the stock market. 800-plus point swing yesterday on the Dow. Uh, Dow right now up about uh, 552 points, uh, eight minutes ahead of the opening. Jeremiah Bates with us this morning. Uh, Today, though, we want to talk about uh, an executive order by President Biden yesterday. Yeah, this is a Rick's favorite topic talking about cryptocurrency. But this is, I mean, this is actually one of the kind of first big moments if you're talking about uh, kind of government intervention and regulation of cryptocurrency. And crypto markets are excited. I mean, you're seeing a big jump in a uh, price of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, Bitcoin is back up over $42,000 a token. And this executive order, it's just really just calling on government agencies to examine the risk and benefits of cryptocurrencies. Because if you're looking at uh, digital assets now, they've surpassed $3 trillion in market value. It's come down a bit, but it was over $3 trillion in, in last November. Um, and that's up from $14 billion five years ago. So if you just look at that adoption rate, it's just undeniable. You have 16% of Americans, or that's roughly 40 million people, that have invested, traded, or used cryptocurrencies in some other fashion. You have over 100 countries um, testing central bank digital currencies. You have more and more people using smartphones to make payments to handle their finances. I mean, across the board, you're just seeing really the future of money. So the U.S. is coming out. Biden is coming out and saying, hey, these agencies, this kind of number of different agencies, you have six months to come up proposals, and we want to cover six areas. Consumer and investor protection, financial st- stability, illicit activity, uh, U.S. competitiveness on a global stage, uh, financial inclusion, and responsible innovation, right? Because there's a lot of pros and cons with cryptocurrencies. There's a lot of hacks. There's a lot of uh, deregulation right now. So, I mean, take a, take for uh, our industry, for instance. There's really no governing body that's had a clear, concise definition of what these cryptocurrencies are. Are they a security? Well, then it falls under the guidance of the, S- of the SEC, which then kind of gives us some direction on how we could advise on it. So right now, it's kind of this wild west, which has been one of the the pitfalls of cryptocurrency. Because right now, the 
kind of the barrier to entry is high, right? You can't just go buy an exchange traded fund or a mutual fund to just go get exposure to cryptocurrency. You got to go get these future, you know, the the ones that track futures, which is not a direct uh, correlation to the underlying asset. Meaning if you want to go buy the cryptocurrency, go buy the freaking cryptocurrency, but it's it's a bit difficult. So if we're getting more regulation on this, this is the first step. It's a positive move to allow more uh, more entry into this and people who may have been hesitant in the past, if we have clear guidance and clear uh, regulation from our administration, um, that the adoption might actually be even more and we're seeing a bit of a pop in cryptocurrency today. So this is uh, nothing of substance right now, but it's calling on the initial steps of saying, hey, time to get involved, time to get some formal things on paper and try to figure this thing out. And we're gonna see where this goes in six months. Some uh, some prominent companies uh, have been ceasing operations, at least temporarily, in Russia. And uh, the latest, uh, it's Pepsi, Coke, McDonald's, and Starbucks. Will this affect their stock price? I mean, obviously, they'll be doing less business. Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, Brian Brian and I talked about this on our uh, weekend show. We also talked to it when we were covering uh, Nate's show last week. It's kind of that differentiator between profit-taking and the morality, right? So you did see McDonald's stock. It came, it came under some selling pressure yesterday, but you're seeing this kind of mass uh, consensus from corporate America saying, saying, hey, we're going to suspend activity in Russia uh, until this kind of conflict starts to subside. So will it affect it in the short term? Certainly. Uh, until we kind of get more of an idea of how this thing's going to uh, fall out or drag out. But right now, this initial knee jerk, you know, McDonald's that did have a lot of exposure in Russia. That did account for um, uh, quite a bit of sales for them. So we saw a little bit of selling pressure on there. But, you know, I think that's more of just kind of a knee jerk reaction in the short term. But looking at the mid to long term, it's just kind of a blip in the road. See, and I see this on the flip side. Uh, you get a whole bunch of Russians that aren't able to get their Big Macs or their Cokes anymore. They're going to be starting to flip out on uh, the leadership in, in Russia, and uh, we could see the end of a regime there just because of that. No, it, it, that's kind of what it is. I mean, you, you talk about our how how reliant we are on technology and the in the convenience that we have. One of the benefits of uh, living in the century that we're in, um, you start to take those things away that people were so used to. Yeah, that that is more than likely going to have an adverse reaction, and it's uh, and you're going to see that response more than likely, especially with McDonald's. You take away those Big Macs <laughs> and that I mean. Coke. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you look at it, you take away the Apple iPhones, you take away your Big Mac, and you take away your Coca Cola. Um, that would you start to really piss some people off here in the United States, I know, so it's got to have an effect, I would think, on Russia. At least I hope Certainly. it does. Thanks, Certainly. Jeremiah. Uh, we'll get an update from you. It looks like we're going to be opening up way in the green uh, just a few minutes ahead of the opening up, over 600 points on the Dow. We'll uh, get an update from you in an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jets. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. This is something that is going to hit Americans here at home. They're trying this administration now to figure out ways to use alternative energy. You heard the president talk about releasing oil reserves. And this trip that officials here at the White House have taken in recent days to some pretty surprising countries like Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, countries with huge oil reserves and not great relations with this country at the potential risk of some political blowback, though, the administration trying to figure out which countries might be able to help ease some of this pressure on European allies. Well, some people got their wish yesterday, as uh, Biden said, that uh, we will immediately stop buying oil 
uh, oil products from uh, Russia. U.S. imported about 672,000 barrels a day from Russia in 2021, according to figures from the Energy Information Administration. That makes up about uh, 8% of the total U.S. imports of oil and refined products. It would uh, have to be replaced either by increasing oil output here in our country or, as you heard there, um, <laughs> finding some new partners. <laughs> Finding, and, finding uh, new partners who might not be any better than strange, the old partner. Uh, what are they about strange bedfellows? I think that's what Venezuela and Saudi Arabia I know. It, it, we had asked earlier this week if, if you were okay, um, it, because this whole thing seemed weird anyway. I mean, we're, we're, we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine in support of the, the war, or I'm sorry, the operation. Russia says, don't call it a war, it's just an operation. And yet, uh, at the same time, we're we're sending about fifty million dollars a day to Russia to pay for the oil and petroleum products that the U.S. gets. I, I mean, it seems like you're supporting both sides in the war here. Mm-hmm. It, is was there a reason? Was it? Did you want it to continue? But it, it looks like that you know Biden did bow to pressure, and so now we got for the people who are going, we have to stop supporting Russia. You got your wish. We had asked earlier this week. You know, are are you willing to pay? Six dollars, and I just use that as an example. If we stop buying Russian oil, Wayne wrote in and said, "Yes, I would be willing to pay uh, even more, seven dollars or so, in order to quit supporting Russia and to support freedom in Ukraine." But we need a realistic energy policy that builds nuclear facilities to generate the electricity we need, fossil fuels to support us until transition is complete, and renewables when it makes sense. John writes in and says the problem isn't supply or lack thereof. The problem is the current liberal politicians in power putting restrictions on supply, trying to penalize the U.S. consumer. I think the U.S. consumer is going to have a loud voice in the upcoming election. Richard writes in, uh, hey guys, in 1966 I was night manager of a gas station on Northwest 7th Avenue in Miami, Florida called Manning's High Test. We sold regular gas for 17 cents a gallon and high test for 25 cents a gallon. That was just our normal price. Back then, uh, from time to time, the gas companies used to have gas price wars, and then gas was sometimes yeah. down to 12 or 13 cents a gallon. Remember when that happened here in Boise yeah, a few yeah, times? Gas wars, uh, you know, stations across the street from each other or just down the street from one another would keep lowering prices, so they always uh, they always tried to be one cent lower than the uh, competition. And sometimes they would get way down there. Let's bring back some gas wars. I mean, we got, you got Extra Mile. Yeah. You know, you, we're you not, got Maverick. You got. We're not completely against war. We just don't like the kind they're having in, in Ukraine. Yeah. But we would like. We would love a gas. Gas war. war would be perfect. Let's get a final check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, place to go for lunch. Get in today and find out why they were rated Idaho's number one deli. Good morning. The Mount West coaches have made their selections for postseason awards, and four players, as well as Coach Leon Rice, were all honored for Boise State. Just like on the media ballot, Leon Rice was named the Mountain West Coach of the Year after leading Boise State to an outright regular season championship and a 15-3 and record. Tyson Degenhart was named the conference's Freshman of the Year, scoring 11.2 points while shooting 49% this season, and Abu Kijab and Marcus Shaver Jr. were selected to the second team. Emmanuel Acott and Tyson Degenhardt were also honorable mention. Boise State is the number one seed. They'll get a bye in today's first round, and they'll meet the winner of Nevada and New Mexico tomorrow afternoon. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And if you plan on joining us here on KBOI for the Boise State men's basketball game on Thursday, we can tell you it will air 
on 670 KBOI on both Thursday and hoping for a win on Thursday. You'll hear it on 670 KBOI as well on Friday. And should Boise State make a championship game, and of course we're crossing our fingers, no jinx, you'll be able to hear it on both 670 KBOI and 93.1 FM KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 752, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, uh, being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by calling us up 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, You can email chris at kboi.com. Mike at KBOI.com. Reminder, with uh, all the basketball tournaments getting underway, we have the basketball tournament here in Boise with the Big West Tournament. Mountain West gets underway today in Las Vegas. Tomorrow, Boise State will be playing. You'll be able to hear that game here on 670 KBOI, beginning at 1230 with the pregame 1 o'clock tip-off. That brings us to uh, March Madness, of course. And with uh, people getting ready for the uh, games starting next week, NCAA tournament, reminder to go to KBOI.com right now for your chance at a million dollars. The KBOI million dollar bracket is underway again this year. You can register for free. So this will save you time after all the teams are, are seated and announced this coming Sunday. Million dollar bracket challenge sponsored by Cloverdale Plumbing and Westside Pizza. It's all about the pizza. If you get every single Game correct. You win a million dollars. One year, I filled out 20 different brackets, and I didn't uh, have one team that actually made the final four. Out of 20 brackets? Out of 20 brackets. That's almost hard to do, too. It it was one of those where, like, there was a number six that made it, and a number four, and a number ten, I think, something like that. And uh, I think there was also a number one seed, but I had the number two seed making it, so I, I just I missed it completely that year. We were talking earlier this morning uh, about how gas prices have uh, set an all-time record here in uh, Idaho. Uh, Idaho also has another record. Never before have we uh, been ranked here. Wallet Hub ranked the most and least sinful states in the United States. Most sinful, I think you can probably guess. Nevada. There you go. Brothels and, uh, you know, gambling. gambling. Yeah, they're going to be the most sinful. A lot of, lot of drinking. Uh, for the first time in history, Idaho officially can declare itself America's least Sinful state, according oh, we, to the annual Wallet Hub study. We were actually fiftieth, fiftieth, or fifty-first in uh, in in sin. Huh? Yeah, fiftieth. We out goody two shoot even our Utah neighbors by a whopping eight spots. Wallet Hub says it compares all the states across forty-seven key indicators of immoral or illicit behavior. The gem state finished uh, which, in the which, major categories. Which, again, to some people it, are relative terms. One being most sinful, 50 being least sinful. Mm-hmm. Anger and hatred, Idaho finished 41st. That's not very good. Uh, jealousy, uh, 50th. That's good. Excess and vices, 36th. Greed, 38th. Lust, 41st. Vanity, 41st. And laziness, 30th. So the highest we placed was, was 30th. <laughs> 30th and laziness. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Uh, the runner-up for most sinful state. Can you guess uh, what that is behind Nevada? Uh, California. There you go. All right. California was number two. Idaho has come very close to being the least sinful state in the past. Third place in 2020, fifth in 2019, but this is the first time that Idaho has ever been the least sinful state. Congratulations, so, Idaho. Go forth so, and sin no more. Yeah, everybody, uh, you know, have a few drinks and celebrate. <laughs> 
Visit your local brothel and strip club, and let's let's see if we can get out of first place. Or 50th place, I guess. I'll I'll talk to you at the poker game. (laughs) Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Also a reminder for you, too, uh, 49th Annual Boise Roadster Show returns this Friday uh, through Sunday. It's going to be going on, as usual, at uh, Expo Idaho. Show features many top hot rods, radical custom street machines, and Nate Shellman. He'll be there this Friday broadcasting live, brought to you by Fairly Reliable Bob's and Firebird Raceway. Once again, 49th Annual Boise Roadster Show. Make plans to join Nate beginning at 3 o'clock this Friday as he'll be doing his show live. Coming up here in about 20 minutes, got a chance for you to pick up a uh, gift certificate, La Peep in uh, Meridian, just off uh, Eagle Road. Chance for you to score this $50 gift certificate. Definitely feed uh, and get some great food for a family. Plenty to eat there. Uh, if you can answer our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call today at 208-888-4128. Uh, our question today, painter Salvador Dali had a neat trick for getting out of paying for meals and drinks for his his friends when he would get together as a large group our question today is what did he specifically do that pretty much guaranteed he would never have to pay for the meals and drinks that he was actually supposed to be paying for and it worked Uh, i will give you a hint it's nothing he did that that was illegal all right totally a hundred percent illegal but almost every single time it got him out of paying the bill Mm mm-hmm if you know what the answer is, stick around to 20 minutes. We'll give you a chance to answer and win. We've got that $50 gift certificate to Le Peep. Also on the way, um, a huge sports week here in the Treasure Valley when you're talking basketball. We've got basketball tickets for the Big Sky Men's Championship Saturday night. And coming up here in about 45 minutes, we'll talk with Colby Blaine, College of Idaho head basketball coach. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, after uh, about an 800-point swing yesterday in the uh, Dow, up and down, up and down, finally uh, ending the day down. Looks like at least today we're off to a good start, up over 600 points on the Dow. All three of the indexes are up. The good news is oil is down this morning. How far down? Uh, Last I saw was $5 a barrel. You mean down five dollars a barrel? Down five dollars okay. a barrel. For a minute there, I thought you told me it was it was it had reduced to five dollars a barrel, and I was going to say, well, that sounds like it's a good you know good thing. You know, we're only a year away from it being five dollars a barrel. <laughs> Last year, about this yeah. time, uh, people were getting paid to take oil off their hands because they had no place to isn't store that, it. Isn't that funny? It was practically five dollars a barrel, and now it's practically five dollars a gallon. Yeah, I mean the uh, gas is anyway. gas is anyway. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Alan, thank you for being patient uh, this morning and waiting there through the news. You're uh, on News Talk KBY. Um, what did you want? You want to talk about something a little bit different this morning. Well, I, I was going to, but uh, your caller screener said it would be really off topic. But if I could get it in real quick, a few days ago you had a caller call in and really angry about the possibility of waiving an $80,000 uh, med uh, tuition for each student, providing they would stay in Idaho for four years. 
I don't think he's thinking long-term and thinking out of the box. Once a med student is graduates and stays here in the free state of Idaho for four years, I'd be willing to bet the vast majority of them wouldn't leave. So that $80,000 is a really small investment to get physicians to stay here based on the countless millions we waste on the <laughs> educational system. Also trying to you know, pr- provide for other uh, professions that uh, you know, don't work out very well. And, and the other thing I wanted to mention is, it, which I find really disgusting, is, and I'm not surprised that the Joe Biden administration is waging this war based on polling. And I can prove it to you. Weeks ago, almost daily, they would say at the news conferences, we will never do that to Russia, cut off their oil and their fuel. We'll never do that uh, because that would be too disruptive. The polling then was about 40 percent about cutting Russia off. Then when it got over 70 percent, immediately they changed their mind. And now they want to buy oil from Iran, who maimed and killed thousands of my fellow veterans. And I find that so disgusting. And I hope America stands up again because they'll listen to polling. That's all they listen to. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, you know, our, our, our choices, they were talking about dealing with Iran and trying to uh, start getting oil again from Iran. I, well, I don't think they should. <laughs> I, I mean, what, what are our choices? I mean, we have Venezuela, who we don't have good relations with. We have Saudi Arabia, who we don't have good relationships with. Um, so, that, I mean, it leaves us with Canada and Mexico, which we well, already get most of our oil from Canada and Mexico. We still got places like Wyoming and North Dakota. There you go. So, we, Alaska. We, Alaska has huge reserves um, that, you know, we could definitely start tapping into. Um, the unfortunate part about this whole thing is, uh, and thank you for the call, thanks for the thoughts, you're not going to see instantaneously, there's no magic button, and you can go, boom, all right, we're, our oil output is going to go from, um, just using an example here, you know, 400 million barrels in the United States today, that by Friday we're going to ha- be up to 800 million barrels. It takes a, quite a long time to be able to do that. He, he mentioned that Iran had... Uh killed or, or maimed a, a whole lot of U.S. veterans. Um, when was this? Uh, I'm not sure what he was talking about. I mean, we, we've had terrible relations with Iran yeah. and, and incidents and things like that, but we've never actually been at war with them. Iraq, yes. Afghanistan, yes. Maybe he was confused. I'm not sure what's, yeah, what not. he was talking about. I mean, we currently don't get oil. I mean, there has been an embargo against Iran for a long time on oil, and that was one of the places they were talking about possibly, you know, starting to increase output from oil to the United States for import, imports. Uh, Dylan Boise, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Morning, fellas. Um, you remember back in 2008, there was news all over the place. Police departments can't afford the gas anymore they can't put more miles on the road there is a silver lining maybe their budgets are going to run stiff on fuel and it's going to be less cops for everybody (laughs) so you you think we need less cops no i think we need cops but you know on the traffic stuff like speed away they can't get out there and get you they're running out of money on gas (laughs) have Uh, some fun and call act towing if you get stuck from speeding too fast 
Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, um, Dylan, why don't you try that out um, this week and uh, call us back and let us know how that worked out for you. I'm going to let you test it out before I actually do it myself, okay? A deal in lead, I'll put it to work. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll get back to more of your phone calls. If you want to email us, you can get the uh, emails in right now. Uh, Chris at KBUI.com, Mike at KBUI.com. Coming up here uh, next, we're going to give you a chance to get the $50 gift certificate to La Peep for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That'll come up right after Bronco Sports today. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Uh, We've got a $50 LaPeep gift certificate we are giving away. Um, Ron, you're going to get the first crack at it today. Um, Famous painter. Salvador Dali had a neat trick for getting out of uh, paying for meals and drinks for large groups of his friends when they would go out. Our question today is specifically, what did he do that pretty much guarantees he would never have to pay for the meals and drinks? He would draw a picture on the back of his checks to make sure they would never be cashed. That's right. He would pay by check. He'd do drawings on the backs of him, uh, and then yeah, basically it made him works of art and more valuable as a work of art than the check that he was paying. It works if you're a famous artist, not so much if you're like a guy like us. I've tried it a few times. It didn't work. Congratulations. Ron, you've got a $50 gift certificate to LaPeep. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you, okay? I told, I told him it was modern art, but they didn't like it. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's like you never have to pay for meal or people, drinks ever again. People tell stories about Picasso doing the same things, but not to pay his own bill, but the bill of like you know other people who overdid it or something. Yeah. Uh, stick around. We'll take a uh, break here. We've got news coming up at the bottom of the hour. As we've talked about all this week, uh, huge, huge week for uh, the basketball fan, especially here in the uh, Treasure Valley. we got uh, the Big Sky Tournament that gets underway this week. We still have a pair of tickets we're going to give away to the Big Sky Tournament, the championship game, Saturday night um, at Idaho Central Arena here in downtown Boise. The men's and women's Big West Tournament gets underway this week. Boise State will be playing their first game coming up here tomorrow. You'll be able to hear that uh, on KBY 670 KBY. The uh, tip-off is 1 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 1230. And uh, you will also uh, have a uh, chance to hear that on our station, 670 KBY. Um, regular programming will be happening on uh, 93.1. The other thing going on is uh, National NAIA Championship comes to the Treasure Valley for the first time ever. College of Idaho will be hosting the uh, first two games in the first round coming up this weekend. And uh, local boy, making good, mm-hmm. um, won the uh, conference coach of the year. Kobe Blaine, coach of the uh, Yotes, will be with us this morning to talk about his season and the upcoming games in a tournament that begins this week. By the way, we haven't mentioned something that I believe is this Saturday night that you do not like. I'm looking at you quizzically. Is, is, is this the weekend we turn the clocks ahead? I don't believe so. I think, okay. it's, I think it's next week. I, I might have gotten that wrong then. And, and this, this, this is the week that I like. I don't like it in the fall. This is the good part, isn't it? We fall. No, you're no, right. We spring we, ahead. We spring oh, forward. Oh, I hate it. Yes, this is. Son of a. You had to remind me. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, let's see. Okay, we're going to talk to the legislators this week if they can get this changed by next week. I don't oh, think they've uh, even brought it no, up. No, it, it is. It's March 13th. Is it? It's this weekend. It's this, yeah. this weekend. Right. Yeah, you're you're right. Completely out of my mind. 
damn it. Saturday night. Oh, Monday. Set your suck. Set your clock ahead. <laughs> KBY News Time is eight twenty-five. Day from ten to one. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and on the phone with us this morning. We have uh, a uh, local boy doing uh, well, Colby Blaine, Treasure Valley native, played his uh, high school basketball at Boise High, and my gosh, you sure have come a long way since I was kicking your butt on the uh, court at the YMCA when you were in high school. Yeah, you know, I think I've probably put on about 80 to 100 pounds uh, now, 20 years later, so I'd like a rematch. I I will say I think you can take me now. (laughs) (laughs) We might both be past our primes. It might not be worth it anymore. I I thought when he brought that up, you were going to say, well, that's not how I remember it. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. You're right. I was the young 14-year-old kid just trying to get on the don't, court. Don't so. make it sound worse than it is that you're only 14. You could have lied and said yeah. you were 18 years old and I was kicking your butt. But um, Colby, uh, congratulations on another um, huge, successful season. Um, you got uh, Coach of the Year again for the Cascade Conference. You've been there. You've been at College Idaho. Is this your fourth season? Yes, fourth season as the head coach. Eight total. I was an assistant for four years with Scott Garson as well. Fourth year as head coach, and in those four years, you've uh, won the Cascade Conference Coach of the Year twice. You've been the NAIA Coach of the Year uh, once. And for the first time ever, College of Idaho this weekend will be hosting the first two games in, in this particular region for the NAIA Championship. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're thrilled. We're excited to be able to host some home games and you know, you got to win your you got to win your pod. There's four teams coming to Caldwell and if we can win our pod, then we will move on to the final 16 out in Kansas City. But what an advantage for us to be able to host at home. What what's the biggest difference in in this year's C of I team as opposed to the other years that you've been there? Well, it's that's a good question. You use the word difference. There's a lot of similarities, to be honest. Um, and we've had a lot of very successful teams that have, you know, made final fours. And two years ago when COVID hit, we were the number one team in the country when they canceled the national tournament. Uh, but this team, this team is extremely deep. We play 10 guys um, and, and not many, you know, nobody on the team gets to play as many minutes as they want. There's, you know, our, our leading minute getter and player of the year, Ricardo time, he only plays 26 minutes a game. Um, but because we are so deep, that allows us to play fast. And uh, guys know they got to play really hard because they're only going to be in there for so long. So we're, we're extremely deep. This is the deepest team we've had in my eight years. You know, the other thing that I absolutely love about going to watch you guys play um, is that you are, are made up of a team of a lot of local players. And, and when I say local players, I mean from the entire state. Um, you, I think you still have a team uh, player from Lapway on this year. Um, you've had Cottonwood, uh, Centennial um, here locally in the Boise area. So it, it's a great to get to see some of the players here from the state that have done really good and continue their careers here uh, in College of Idaho. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, we currently on our, we have 16 players on our team. Currently, nine of them are from Idaho. Um, and, and all of them, you know, are coming from winning programs. And that's something that's really helped us grow and kind of uh, sustain success is getting local guys who have a ton of pride in our program, who want to play in front of the home crowd. Uh, but then they come in and, and they know how to win, too. So 
Um, we're pretty lucky to have have some really good talent in the area. Um, among the players, uh, who are your leaders, the ones the other players look to? Absolutely. Well, Mike just mentioned um, our leader from Lapway, Ivory Miles Williams, is a fifth-year senior. He's one of the best leaders I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we, we go as he goes, and it's not by statistics. I mean, he's only averaging about six points and four rebounds a game. He plays about 20 minutes a game. Um, but he's just our – our confidence guy. I mean, every time this year when we've hit a rough patch, maybe in the middle of a game, I mean, you can just hear his voice um, just kind of leading us through it. He has so much experience um, playing five years that he kind he just kind of knows how things work. And so our guys really look up to him quite a bit. Uh, but then we also have Ricardo Time, who actually is from West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, and he is a senior as well. He was just named the player of the year in our conference. Um, he's our, our leading scorer at 13 a game and so we really kind of we look to him to make plays and and uh you know we lean on him for his you know just his pure talent you know based on what lapway high school has been doing uh here over the last few years it might be a good idea just to go get one or two players from their program every single year yeah um, i'm pretty sure we could we could take their starting five right <laughs> yeah. now exactly i was gonna say take all of them t- this year um for those people who haven't been paying uh, attention to uh, College of, of Idaho, and I, I know you kind of get overshadowed by uh, Boise State, um, this isn't just uh, within the last couple of years that uh, College of Idaho has had success. You mentioned uh, Coach Garson, who was there before you, also very successful. How How is it that you guys are able to recruit, and instead of rebuild, it seems like every year you're just reloading year after year after year? Yeah, well, I always, t- I mean, I tell everybody it takes a village and, and we are much bigger than just a basketball program. You know, the, the College of Idaho is the best education in the state. And so, you know, not only when we're recruiting, we're not only, you know, recruiting to a great basketball program, we're also recruiting to a great college. And so it opens up our, our recruiting network where, you know, we, we've got guys who want to be physicians and, you know, want to get the best business degree in the state. Um, and so, um, you know, that's a big part of recruiting. But then when they get on campus, our facilities are second to none. I mean, we, we have unbelievable facilities at our level. Um, the, the, just the, the, the community itself, the, the way our professors work, um, you, know, the, you know, sitting in the cafeteria and eating together with, with other students and other athletes. I mean, it all plays a big factor in, in how we've had great success. It's really a, a fantastic school. Um, and so it's not just the basketball program. We've, we've been able to sell the whole experience. And then on top of that, I mean, every kid wants to play in front of a crowd. And we have either led the country or been second in the country for the last six or seven years in attendance. I mean, we average more fans than Idaho State and University of Idaho. And so that's you talk about putting together an experience like that's part of why we're getting really good players. Do uh, you ever venture out of uh, your uh, your division and play like uh, maybe a division one team, something like that once in a while. Yeah. Well, we COVID actually uh, provided us an opportunity to play five of them last year. Um, that was our entire December was playing division one games. Um, and so, and then every year, of course we play in and you or crosstown rival. There's a division two, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to actually cross over uh, those games because Every level is is uh, rewarding teams for playing teams, you know, within their own their own leagues, the NAI or the D2, and it becomes important when you're trying to get, you know, uh, into the national tournament 
that you have games against other opponents at your level because they, that's how you build your strength of schedule, your RPI. So we do, we, we have consistently got out to play D1s and D2s, but it's getting a little harder as we go here. Before we let you go this morning, uh, the NAIA pod gets underway this weekend, College of Idaho in Caldwell. Uh, who do you play and when do you play if people want to go? Yeah, so Friday night, there's going to be two games there. Starting at 5 o'clock is uh, Ottawa University versus Tennessee Southern. And then we'll play the 7 o'clock game versus Vanguard University out of uh, California. And then the winners of those games will play Saturday at 7 p.m. And whoever, whoever wins Saturday gets to go to the national tournament out of Kansas City. But I encourage everybody to come out on Friday. We're going to have a tailgate starting at 5, just like you'd see at football. There's going to be free food, free beverages, music. Um, we've already sold what? out our entire free? reserve seats. Free, did you say? Yes. Wow. Yes, Mike. We, we will see you there. We yes. will make sure no, that you, we have I mean, free food. You, get, you, you had me at free. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, Coach. Thank- get there. Get there early, <laughs> Coach. Thanks for taking uh, some time this morning. Um, good luck this weekend, and uh, good luck. Hopefully, you'll uh, make it into the uh, national championship. Good luck when you make it there. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. KBOI News Time is eight forty six. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. (sighs) Every day that goes by means it's uh, another less chance that I'll get to see some spring training when I go to uh, Arizona for our anniversary here in a couple of weeks. I thought you'd given up on that. No, I still have hopes. Major League Baseball says uh, they will give it till the end of day today to come to an agreement. If they don't, they will cancel more games. They've already canceled the first two series of the uh, year. I think if they could get it put together today, there would still be some form of of it, spring training when we is, go down in a couple of weeks. Is it just me or or when you uh, see a, a news report about what they've done that particular day, do you feel like they're moronic clowns? With some of the things that I am seeing that they're agreeing on, um, moronic cl- clowns. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to some of the stuff that has in principle been agreed to, um, just getting to the point of the big things that they're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Is there a reason for bigger base bases in Major League Baseball? No, that sounds uh, like an unnecessary change to me. They are. Uh, they've agreed to make the bases bigger. Um, this How much year. bigger? It, it looked like uh, I saw the comparison. Looked like about twenty, thirty percent bigger than the old bases. So wider and taller, or just wider? Just wider. Oh. I don't know why. Why do we need bigger? We've been playing with the same size bases for. I believe I, I believe we have. I, I don't know the history of the size of bases, but I had always just kind of assumed that, you know, for 150 years, they've been pretty much the same. Um, the uh, defensive shifts will no longer be allowed. So some of those people, um, you know, like Kyle Seeger, who played for the uh, Seattle Mariners, who they would throw the entire team onto the <laughs> right side of the field because he, he couldn't hit to the opposite field. Um, could probably bat 50 points higher next year. Um, but um, what, So ser- seriously, though, a, a shortstop can't wander over and, and be on the right side of uh, second base. I don't, I don't, I don't or, get or, it. Or, vi- or vice versa. I second don't get it. Yeah, it's over. like this, this, 
learn to hit the other way or bunt it down the third baseline to get on. We Willie Killer, we Willie Keeler, who is a, a Hall of Famer, used to say, "Hit them where they ain't." We talked about this earlier. Um, Ted Williams, they they shifted against Ted Williams. Uh, you know what his batting average was when they shifted? I don't know, four hundred, four oh six. Wow, because he could he could hit it where he wanted to pretty much hit it. Um, and then there's one rule that they've agreed to that I know you're going to hate. Go ahead. They uh, are keeping the DH, and uh, they'll now be for both leagues. Yeah, I, I do not agree with that at all. Yeah, so... Uh, if you I, want to make both leagues the same, drop the DH in the American League. See, now, I, I kind of like this one, because I, I don't like watching pitchers who are batting 102, getting up trying to oh, make a fool of themselves. I do. I, I like to watch them sacrifice bunt. Um so, it, and that one and I, I like to watch the manager have to decide: Do I keep my good pitcher in, <laughs> or do I put a good batter in to pinch hit for him? This one I kind of understand, just from the standpoint of money, um, because this lets more players who might be great batters but not so great defensively anymore continue to play more years in Major League Baseball, and, and that's a concern. Why? Um, because they have more players that can make more money. That's the and, only and reason. That's no, the a, only a, reason why the players' again, association why, no, wants saying, this. Why is that a concern of ours, though? It's not. Okay. It's, it's a concern for the players. They want more players to be playing to be banking more money, a bigger pot, bigger piece of the pie that the owners have. Um, so this allows you know more players to play longer careers and make I like to and make more the, money. I like to back in the days when you got uh, you know a high salary for your age. Naturally. Uh, you didn't. You didn't become a multimillionaire when you were a rookie, like now. But uh, you made a high salary for your age, and if you won the World Series, you pretty much doubled your salary or more. And, and that was the incentive to win the World Series, not just to get out there and you know improve your own brand. Could you imagine if you doubled your salary now by winning the World Series for some of the players? Oh, you mean- well, like Trevor Bauer, he'd make eighty million a year. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I won the World Series. I just got uh, a raise. I doubled my yeah. salary. The, the Dodgers won the World Series, but uh, we gave Trevor Bauer all of the receipts from all the games. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. We've got news coming up here at the top of the hour. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about electric cars, since a lot of people are going to be rushing out to buy electric cars with gas going so high. We'll, we'll talk about if that's a... Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden said banning Russian oil imports is another step by the U.S. to inflict further economic pain on Russian President Putin. But he said there will be a cost to Americans, too. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well. The president emphasized several times today that Republicans support banning Russian oil imports, anticipating GOP criticism should this move cause gas prices to go up even higher. A couple of tips. One, go to wholesale stores like Costco and Sam's Club. You can save quite a bit. It probably does mean waiting in long lines to get to a pump right now. Two, check your loyalty program, Shell Fuel Rewards, 7-Eleven Rewards, or a bunch of them. You can save 11 cents a gallon or more in many places if you pay cash. That could be another 5 to 10 cents a gallon off compared to credit. And finally, yeah, you can drive a little bit slower. AAA says reducing highway speeds by 5 to 10 miles an hour can actually increase your car's fuel economy by 14%. What? I'm going to slow down on the freeway? Remember the Ford administration? When they dropped the 
speed limit to 55 nationwide. Mm-hmm. To save, same reason. To save gas. Save, save gas. We talked with uh, Matt Condi, AAA Idaho, this morning. You'll be able to hear that on our podcast about things you can do to help out. You heard some of those right there. Uh, I didn't realize, a couple of things I didn't realize. I didn't realize, you know, that it made that big a difference, having your tires inflated to yeah. what, what is oh, suggested. If you, if you take physics uh, classes, one of the first things they teach you is you can get uh, better gas mileage by not playing the radio. The, the, now, I don't recommend that. You can get better gas mileage by not playing the radio? Yeah, it's, it's, it's infinitesimal, but it, you, you do get a little bit better because um, the car is using less energy. I have golf clubs that I uh, carry around in my car just in case a golf game breaks out yeah. sometime. Um, but more, that was more, another thing that yeah, he mentioned. More, more weight. Empty out your 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 trunk, or if you're carrying around stuff that you don't need, um, apparently that can save you uh, a percentage on your gas prices. Uh, I have to admit, you know, I, I'm not in favor yet. I'm not sold on electric cars. But I'll tell you what, with what's going on, and I, I told you I had talked to a uh, gas station owner here in the Treasure mm-hmm. Valley who said that, uh, he predicts that by this weekend, we will see $5 gas here in the Treasure Valley, here in the Treasure Valley, by this weekend. And if you think that's crazy, think about this. That's 70 cents from where it is now at Extra Mile, like I passed. It, it, Extra Mile rose 10 cents a gallon yesterday um, and is up to now 429 So that gas station, that particular gas station, has risen 70 cents since last Wednesday. Wow. So 70 cents by this weekend isn't out of the realm of possibility, I guess. But I'll tell you what, as I mentioned, I'm not sold on uh, on electric cars as of yet. I, I still think there are problems with them. And But I got to admit, I, I, if, they, if Chevy made uh, a Camaro convertible, with a hybrid, like a vehicle like you Elec- have, electric. Oh, well, yeah, a hybrid. A hybrid. Yeah, I would probably I, look into getting it. I, I do prefer the hybrid. I don't want to uh, have to plug it in for a long period of time. And with a hybrid, you don't plug it in at all. Uh, I don't like the fact that they are generally limited to about three hundred miles. The, the electric cars, I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, we ended up getting a hybrid, and uh, we. I think we could almost drive nonstop to the East Coast if we wanted to. Of course, we'd have to stop for gas once in a while. But we get about twice as many miles on a gallon of gas with a hybrid. And we're, we're just not set up here, especially here in the state of Idaho and in rural areas. Like, if I, if I were to get a fully electric vehicle, this is, this is why I'm not sold on it. Everything you just said, uh, but on top of that fact, I would still have to have another car. I would have to have either a, a gas combustible car or one like like yeah. you have because if i want to go visit my parents who are four hours away i can't get there exactly and back on a one electrical charge i can't even get there on one electrical charge in a vehicle and if i wanted to stop to charge on the way guess what there's no place for me to charge right now so i would i would still have to have two vehicles that's part part of why i'm not sold um don writes in and says i'm telling you guys again everyone needs to quit screaming about high gas prices when we can just use electric cars batteries are the future they can get recharged and you do not need gas i don't understand why so many people don't understand this we will never need gas or oil again with electric cars if you can't afford an electric car then use the bus it's so simple so many of you look past the easy solution again if you want to drive and get to the east coast as quickly as possible 
an electric car is not going to uh, make your your uh, trip any shorter in time. I found this uh, piece of uh, video. Um, she's a professor, Kim Hilton, Florida Southwestern State professor. She, during COVID, when it hit, she basically didn't have a chance to teach. She absolutely loves science, so she had a lot of extra spare time on her hands. And while she was having that extra time, she decided to start her own TikTok channel talking about science. See, that's where we differ. She has, <laughs> she has over a million followers now on TikTok. She's wow. actually making money on this. Um, talking about science. Huh? Talking about science. She says she just absolutely loves science. And she recently had a discussion uh, about electric vehicles and her thoughts on electric vehicles. I want you to take a listen. We all know that lithium is the metal element in the batteries in electric cars. But the question is, will we have enough lithium as we build more and more electric cars? Why the shift from gas vehicles to electric vehicles? To lessen the carbon footprint, of course. But what new footprint are we making when we now rely on energy created from such a comparatively rare element on Earth? The amount of lithium we have on Earth is between 30 to 90 million tons. That sounds like a lot, but if car manufacturers stick to their promise of more electric cars, our demand for lithium could be as high as 20 million tons by 2040. But it's not just the low abundance of lithium, it is how we are getting the lithium and that's from mining. And we all know that mining and refining produces a lot of greenhouse gases. Also, who owns the mines? Should we be concerned that the demand for lithium could turn into fights between companies and countries? It will only become more expensive to mine lithium, and so its price could possibly increase to an amount that makes electric car prices too high. We could turn to ocean water, which contains 0.2 parts per million of lithium, but that's a lot of ocean water and energy we would need to extract even just a kilogram of lithium. And do we really want to touch our oceans more? I'm not against electric vehicles, but I think this need for lithium shouldn't be ignored as we require and roll out more and more electric cars cars. I would hate to see history repeat itself in our fight for a precious element on Earth. Once again, uh, if you want to look her up on TikTok, her name is uh, Chemical Kim on TikTok. She is uh, Kim Hilton, a uh, professor uh, and, of science at a, the Western States. Uh, and, and apparently, State. uh, apparently, that's not a drug dealer name. No. Um, Although it sure could be. Inter- I mean, she makes some very interesting and, and valid points. You know, when you said she, she had a, a science channel on on there i just figured she was doing you know like experiments with spoons and eggs and stuff like that and you know a candle uh no no she's really just explaining concepts and uh it's it's weird to think that that actually became popular on tiktok because i think uh 80 of the people who go there look at uh, you know teenage girls dancing or dogs and cats doing funny things and then there's this yeah I mean, she makes some really valid points. Your thoughts. We'll take a break here. Um, we've got a couple of people already on the phone. We're, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you. 208-336-3700. Got a couple of other lines open. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. If you'd like, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. 
Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 918-208-336-3700. Phone lines are open if you want to uh, discuss this morning. You can also email us, send us an instant message, text us. That's the same as our main uh, number at 208-336-3700. Steve and Boise, thanks for being patient. You are on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. You know, do you guys remember back in the 50s and 60s, everything was the push for electric houses, electric heating, electric, all electric homes? Mm-hmm. They used to have uh, big medallions they'd put on your front door. Yep, and you know, the prices were good then. But now what they've done, they've, they've weaned us all off of that and said that you can't heat your house with electricity because we've got a three-tiered pay system. So the more you use, the more they charge per rate. So you get your first few kilowatts at a pretty reasonable price. The next tier is higher, and the next tier is higher. And so if you have an all-electric home now, I have like 2,500 feet. cost me almost $500 a month in the winter to heat the place. And so this is what's going to happen to your automobiles as well. Right now, they're subsidizing these vehicles to the tune of probably, what, 25000 I've heard different numbers depending on which one. So when the subsidies go away, the car's going to cost you more. And like, you know, you guys were talking about on the news yesterday, all you have to do is buy an electric car, according to Mayor Pete. But, you know, a lot of people can't afford that electric car. So if we're going to do this and go all electric because of the carbon footprint, you have to realize, like that scientist was saying that you read earlier, there are unintended consequences and costs that you don't see. You know, all the power plants that have to be built. Uh, You know, the the wind farms and the solar farms aren't going to cut it. If you go all electric in a big surge, you're going to have a lot of people, and, and the price of electricity is going to go up, and a lot of people aren't going to be able to go anywhere. Well, the other, thing that, that, the other thing that people have to realize, and I think they forget, electric cars don't make electricity. No, they store it. They, they store it. So the electricity is still having to be made by either coal, air, or, uh, wind energy, wind solar or, energy, or, you know, uh, like we do here, gas. natural, yeah, So or nuclear Gasoline. power, yeah. So it, it's not a be-all, end-all, because all it does is store the electricity that's being made somehow. And then, then when your storage plant or your storage unit goes bad, you're going to be up for a $20,000 surprise uh, battery replacement. And, you know, there was one about a month ago. Somebody had one, and they just they just burned the car. It wasn't worth having it. Yeah. You know, it was like an $80,000 Tesla or something, and they had a $20,000 battery charge because the battery went bad on it. The other thing we don't deal so, with uh, too much as of yet because, you know, electric cars in a mass number haven't been around. What do you do with the old batteries? Is there a way to recycle them in some way, shape, or form? Or do they just that's been go one of the into biggest, a land pit? That's been one of the biggest problems yeah. all along is that the, the batteries are, are, like, prohibitively expensive, too. Well, and that's that's the other thing, too. The wind farms, all those p- props that break... They have to bury those in a landfill, too. You know, there's a lot of unintended consequences to uh, uh, eliminating the carbon footprint. You know, the, the environmental people, they, they all think this is all going to be a panacea, but it's not. It has uh, unintended consequences. 
But you know what? We seem to be headed that direction. All the car manufacturers are on board. Uh, it, it, it's a political dilemma, if, if nothing else. Yeah. And I, I, I guess we'll see how it plays out, huh? Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. Uh, Rocky, Nampa, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Yeah, he brought about uh, some excellent points. Uh, uh, the, one of the things I heard uh, that this wouldn't have happened if uh, President Trump was elected. But besides that, the uh, electric cars have serious problems. You can't you can't run them in cold weather. Uh, their batteries are diminished by forty percent. If you have uh, if if the temperature gets below freezing, I mean it's just not going to work. Plus the fact you got to run a heater. I didn't even I didn't even think time. about that because that happens with my cell phone. If I have my cell phone outside when it's cold, the battery just goes bye bye so fast. Hmm. Like when it I play golf, and if does. it's if it's down, you know, a golf under forty degrees, I've probably never been outside long enough to find out. Yeah, I I'd even I didn't even think about that, and and it's basically the same batteries I think in cars that are in lithium ion batteries. batteries. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the call, yeah, Rocky. All lithium battery. I wonder if if on lithium, if if your car actually you know functions well, but feels like a zombie. <laughs> Just a question. I don't know. You know. Uh, Jeff writes in, uh, Mike, you mentioned this morning that you visited a gas station. I didn't visit. They tech, the gas station owner had texted, um, said that he predicts that gas would be $5 by the weekend. Did this person expand on what their justification about making this prediction was? Would like to know what their reasoning was, or do they know that they can just raise the prices? Um, no, their, their reasoning was they were seeing increase on uh, their deliveries of gas Every time they got a delivery this, of gas by ten to twelve cents yeah, a gallon, and he's got experience. This, you know, it's not his first rodeo, as they say. So he's been through this before as a gas station owner, and you know, he's they have to put up with all the complaints and things when when they do that. Yeah, when they raise the prices. Um, we've talked to a couple of gas station owners in the past, and gasoline is just not a huge profit. They don't have a large profit margin built in. Um, to gasoline, it, it's a you That's know. That's why all the gas stations uh, sell soda now. <laughs> you're you're not wrong because no. they can make a lot of money on all the other products that they mm-hmm. sell. They just need to get you in there. Remember to buy when, gasoline. Remember back when most uh, most gas stations were service stations, and they would have uh, a, a couple of bays where you could get your car fixed or or lubed or whatever, but you couldn't buy any food there. F- food was at Seven yeah. Eleven, and that was before they had gas yeah. pumps. Uh, Marine Bob says, Chris and Mike, the problem with electric cars is that most of the charging stations use fossil fuels to provide that charge. I know there are people out there who have electric vehicles or, you know, hybrid vehicles um, and love their cars. 208-336-3711. We got a line dedicated just to you. Pete says, we can't get enough chips for gas cars now. How are we going to build electric cars? Well, they're working on that problem, too, trying to get more microchips. Yeah. Um, go ahead and weigh in. If we, I, I, mean, I don't want this just to be a bashing on electric cars. If you have, uh, because I've never owned, I've never even driven an electric car, as a matter of fact. Um, so if you love and you think that this, what we're doing now, uh, is a great thing that you can do, give us a call, 208-336-3711. You have a dedicated line. Uh, to weigh in 
and uh, tell us why you think electric cars are the future based on your own experiences. We'll take a break. News coming up here at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll get to more of your phone calls and emails. Uh, We do have a couple lines open if you want to get through. I promise if you are on the line right now, stay right where you're at. We'll get to you right after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.33. Talking uh, about gas prices. Are you going to be rushing out to buy an electric vehicle so you don't have to pay five, six, seven dollars wherever gas prices finally land? Is that is that what you have on the way? Um, we said we had a dedicated line for you. If you uh, have a vehicle and you love it and you think it is the future, uh, go ahead and weigh in. Bob in Boise, you have an electric vehicle, correct? Uh, no, but I wanted to talk about electric vehicles. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, I think it would be good if any everyone that bought an electric vehicle, they were required to choose two energy sources for it. They could choose solar. They could choose wind. They could choose coal. They could choose natural gas. Um, but they would have to acknowledge, this is where I'm going to get my electricity so they understand they just can't plug it in. There's, there's going to be some consequences somewhere down the line of what the, where the electricity comes from, and they've got to pick one of them. And then when they go, when they go to these recharging stations, I think the recharging stations should, have, should identify where that electricity is coming from. But I think it, pu- it puts the onus back on the people who think that the electric cars are the only solution. The way you said before, electric cars, they store electricity. They don't make it. And so people should have to pick where they get their electricity from. Yeah. Uh, if it's I, I a just... wind farm or solar, there's going to be times of the day where it's not windy or the sun's not out. They're not going to be able to get yeah. uh, power. Well, you got you got sustainable power and nuclear, but nobody wants to hear that. Thank and, you, thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate you know, it. overseas they're building uh, hydrogen stations because they thought that uh, hydrogen cars were going to be the next big big thing, which they could be. I mean, I read about it in Popular Mechanics a long time ago. Uh, Robin writes in and says, "Hi, Mike. I would do a hybrid like Chris. However, the electric car advocate that keeps telling us gas guzzlers how stupid we are should take a look at all these products made from oil and natural gas. It's not just our vehicles that use the stuff. And then she's uh, uh, got a link to uh, energy.gov, uh, which is, you know, obviously it's, it's a government uh, site, but mm. product, it says products made from oil and natural gas infographic. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, Don writes back, Mike, at KBY.com. She is the one that said, hey... You know, this is a simple problem. Just get electric cars and plug them in, and this all goes away. And we were talking about that, you know, electric vehicles uh, don't make electricity. They just store electricity that has to be made some some way, shape, or form. She wrote back in and says, you people still don't understand how electric cars work. They use batteries. They don't need gas or oil. It's just batteries. You plug them in when you need to charge them. There's no fossil fuels needed. You just plug into a power outlet in your home. Or if there's one available, if you're not at home, I don't understand why people don't understand. You don't need we're, gas. We're talking about how the energy itself is generated because electricity doesn't doesn't you know uh, formulate in your wall. Uh, electricity comes from an electrical plant, and they have to get it. You know whether it's uh, from 
uh, irresistible moving water or wind or coal. Coal. They have to get it from something. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, your your statement, you plug them in when you need to charge them, there is no fossil fuels needed, is 100% false. Almost the entire car is made of fossil fuels. It comes from petroleum par- products. Plastic. The, plastics. Those, yeah. um, the, the tires are, are made from oil. Um, the the stuff inside, very few of those, most of those cars don't don't use you know actual yeah. real leather so. most people's point when they when, when they point that out is to say that uh, we will not be able to stop using uh, fossil fuels overnight and it may take generations before we're able to do it well and we're going to have to come up with other ways to make some of the products and that's assuming everybody's on board yeah uh george meridian good morning you're on news talk kboi good morning gentlemen uh, I sure hope the Democrats are happy. This is why Trump wanted us oil independent. We were under him, and the very first day on January 6th, Biden did away with that, with that giant stack of executive orders. I sure hope the Democrats are happy, and I sincerely, well, I don't really see how our economy is going to survive $5 gas. I really don't. How Can you guys afford 30% more to get at the grocery stores? Or everything else going up by that, especially with inflation the way it is? I don't see it. Do you? Not not unless I get a big raise at my work, but I, I don't think... And I don't think you're going to, gentlemen. And again, this. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who voted for Biden. I want to thank you for this. Because now this is where we are. This is exactly what Trump was trying to tell us about during the debates. Vote for Biden and say hello to high gas prices. Everybody laughed at him. Who's uh, not? Nobody's laughing now. Everybody's crying. And one other thing. Well, actually, two other things. One, something that Biden said yes uh, last week that scared the bejesus out of me. When he was asked with this Russia thing, is there a possibility of nuclear war? And he said no. That scares the bejesus out of me because this president has been wrong on every single thing he has said. Right? Am I right? Would it have scared you less if he had said yes? It would have been better had he not answered the question or even said that all things are possible. But when he says no, it's like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you for the call, George. Seriously. Yeah. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Mike, Mike, are you there? Yes, sir. Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I just kind of wanted to plug in a little bit about the uh, electric cars and how it's going to save the day. Um, I I don't have exact numbers, so forgive me. But uh, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I was a little, little... research and i found about these lithium mines that they're mining all the lithium for these electric cars and i don't know if it's been talked about yet or not if you look at lithium mines down in chile some of the places with lithium for the batteries it basically devastates the land um they strip mine the it, huh? farmers and yeah the farmers and ranchers down there are losing all of their water they're so they're not able to to uh, ranch for cattle and some of their mines. It takes like something like, I, I forget, it's like 50,000 gallons or 500,000 gallons to mine roughly 1,200 pounds of lithium, which would power roughly 100 
Teslas. Um, and so you think about all that water that's lost and needed to be used up to make the lithium, to mine the lithium for the batteries. That's that's something nobody seems to be even chatting about. It's just that it's gonna it's gonna save the world if we run batteries in our cars. And and yet, if you look at these lithium mines, it is devastating what it's doing to the lands where they are mining it. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate so, it. Yep. Yep. Sarah Boise, uh, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Hi, I just wanted to respond to the caller that said you just plug in your car and and go. And the people who um, think that you know gas is the worst, it's like, what about um, the landfills that will be filled with all the um, turbines, the wind turbines, when they can't work, you have to replace them. And what about we're in a drought, right? So we don't have the water, so. Our dams are going to dry up, and we won't be able to make electricity from those dams. And we just need multiple sources. And I don't think that canceling oil is is the best way to go about it. So yeah, just having backups would be good. Yeah. Right, multiple sources. So it doesn't have to be one because if we use one source, it's just going to be depleted. And if we only use the other source, it's going to be depleted. So just keep multiple sources available. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve in Star, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, my two favorite liberals on conservative talk. Just kidding. <laughs> I was listening to you the other day. <laughs> hey, um, you, t- you brought up hydrogen. Um, so uh, every single major car manufacturer in the world has a hydrogen engine ready to go. Um, uh, in the United States, Hyundai is actually selling them in Central California. There are 18 hydrogen st- filling stations there now. Um, I, I, and it, it, why they don't just expand on that. It's not a combustion motor. It drips a little water out the tailpipe. Apparently we have lots of water and if the polarized caps keep melting, we'll have more. <laughs> so hydrogen's very viable. Um, Honda's had theirs ready to go since Oh two, just didn't have any infrastructure. Mercedes has one that they said that they would even give to other manufacturers. So they could put one in every garage and we would solve this problem right now. I was telling somebody about the hydrogen cars and, the first thing he said was, uh, "Wasn't the Hindenburg filled with hydrogen?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah but I think they've little... I think they've solved that problem <laughs> since then." It is. It's a different process. It's not a combustion motor, apparently. Yeah. I, I I know a little bit about it. Probably enough to be dangerous, so people should research <laughs> it. But um, but but it, it, it's it's not the same as as the engines in our cars today. They don't make any noise. Even Mercedes had to record engine sounds when they tested it because the drivers wanted to hear something. So they put recorded <laughs> so, engine sounds and popped it into the cockpit. Well, even some electric cars don't make enough noise that they are legally required to add noise to them so that people can hear them That's coming. True. That's why they don't put you know big mufflers on, on motorcycles for the most part because motorcyclists need to be seen in traffic or heard anyway. Yeah, yeah Plus, that is true. There are some of us that, you know, we want that, that big... V8 sound when we uh, push yeah. on the gas. We don't want to push on the gas. And here I go. I, I, I can tell you that I can I can tell you that they could have an all electric. Uh, they could have an all electric Mustang. And my father in law, who loves Mustangs, will not buy one because part of it, it, it he it's likes the sound. The, right? He likes the sound of it when it takes off. Yeah. Thank you for the yeah, call. That, that electric uh, Mustang is not a Mustang. That's horrible. <laughs> I, I, have you seen a picture of it? it it's horrible looking too. Thank you for the call, Steve. Yeah, appreciate it. 
Uh, Kim, <laughs> we have some funny listeners. Uh, Kim writes in, thank you so much for your show this morning. I am impressed how quickly all the medical experts turned into foreign policy and energy experts. <laughs> yeah, we have some, you know, Renaissance men on that listen. Uh, thank you, Kim. That's, that is awesome. Um, Dallas writes in, Mike, you can truly go anywhere, uh, also on long trips in electric cars. All you need to do is pull a small trailer equipped with a gas-powered generator and a couple jugs of gasoline behind you, and you can handily recharge your so environmentally you, friendly battery-powered so car anywhere. Basically, just learn to travel like the Army. If you don't have something, bring it with you. Maybe, I mean, maybe in, in urban areas, maybe electric vehicles will be the end-all because you'll have many places that you, you can charge them. Um, no problem charging them besides your home. You never have to travel more than, you know, what it takes to, to get rid of a full charge. Um, I just, in areas like Idaho, Montana, and rural areas of uh, Oregon and Washington, um, I, I just see this decades, and if not even longer than that, away, because you just have no way to get that infrastructure that is in, because they're going to be concentrating on the big cities. You know, you're you're not. Yeah. Who wants to sit in line, even on the fast charges? I've talked to some friends who have, you know, electric vehicles, and it's like, well, you can still get, you know, you can get the fast charge you, as long as there's a place that has that fast charge uh, ability. And the problem with that is, like I said, oh, so you can go and like fill it up like you would a gas tank, and it's, well, no, it still takes thirty minutes. And we were discussing where the best places would put that would not be at a gas station. So if you're going to have fast charges that take you 30, say 30 to 40 minutes to charge your car, you know where they're going to have to put these to right. have them make sense? Restaurants. So that you can go, hey, I'm going to go such and such oh, a yeah. place, we're going to go get lunch, and I'm going to charge my car while I'm waiting for it. Because nobody's going to want to sit there for half an hour, 40 my, the, uh, minutes sitting in your car at a gas station waiting yeah, for it to charge. Call it the filler up and kill time cafe. There you go. Uh, Mike writes in and says, when I start being alarmed about rising gas prices, uh, then I see pictures of the Ukrainian children killed by the invading Russians. I'm proud to pay more for gas to support our sanctions against Russia that support Ukraine. Attached is a good example, and he's got a picture here with three dead children lying next to their wounded father who still had a heartbeat. And he says, uh, may God save Ukraine and smite the Russian army. Don writes in again, you are spreading false information on electric cars just because you don't like Biden. Haven't mentioned Biden once this morning. Um, what is false? Was, what, what have I said that is you, false? You didn't say it. One of the one of the callers did. Well, she she said, Mike, you are spreading false information on electric cars. What 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 is it that I'm spreading that is, that has been false so far? I, I mean, if I if something is false, correct me. I know. And, and I would love to know. I, I mean, like I said, your electric car, even yeah. though it, it is charged with electricity. Um, is still made of petroleum products, which comes from oil. We'll take a break. Uh, we got one more segment on the way, 208-336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, breaking news at uh, Warship in... Uh, Ukraine that attacked Snake Island. Remember in Ukraine uh, oh, yeah. militia, they told them that they want them to surrender, and they said uh, "f off." And then they, the warship, attempted to wipe those guys out, but it turns out they survived. That warship has now been wiped out. Oh, good! Yay! Best news ever. Instant message from uh, Demo. 
who says Buckminster Fuller had electric car with towable trailer, all electric. The camper oscillates with the sun as well. Uh, come on, Buck, Buckminster had it better than anyone. Wonder what uh, happened to him in a Tesla. Well, uh, I know what happened to Buck, Buckminster Fuller. He died about the time I graduated from high school, which was about 40 years ago. But um, Buckminster Fuller, uh, if you don't know, he was most famous as an architect. He uh, was the guy who designed the geodesic dome, which was in the 40s. Uh, he was also sort of a, I, I mentioned, I said the word Renaissance man earlier. He really was one. He was a writer and inventor. He was uh, interested in building homes and buildings in such a way that they could be warm and well lighted efficiently by the sun with, you know, new kinds of vents and windows and ceilings. And he was good at it. He was also famous for his commentary and criticism, usually about uh, analyzing common practices and systems in, in business and, and also in, uh, in public administration. Uh, he was pretty famous for a long time. Jonathan Caldwell, thanks for uh, hanging on this morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Mike. Uh, do you remember the OPEC oil crisis of the 70s? Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was during that time frame I watched a uh, PBS special where a professor got kind of disheartened with the fuel prices, and he turned his little MG into a steam-powered car. And the steam was driving its power from a Bunsen burner that was burning pig poop. <laughs> well, that's what we modern, need to do. Let's go back to the modern, future. Uh, modern steampunk. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you, would you call that steam poop? Steam gunk? Bosnick has unfortunately bought up almost all of the steam. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you. That was a, a good thing to mention. Uh, John uh, says, hi, Chris, your electric car may feel like a zombie, but now my F-350 diesel identifies as a Prius and can also <laughs> park in the compact spaces. It just takes two of them. That's Darren, a multi-commentary uh, uh, there from John. Darren writes in, thanks for uh, sharing that video on the real price of lithium this morning. To the people that blindly think that uh, electric cars are the answer, they really need to look beyond the extremely short, short-sighted viewpoint. Guess what? You can't mine lithium with electric vehicles. You can't recharge an electric vehicle when camping. There's space for electric vehicles in limited commuting worlds, and, and that's about it. Thank you for the calls and emails. Uh, before we leave, I promised we we're going to have another pair of tickets to the uh, Big Sky Tournament Saturday night men's uh, championship 208-336-3700. Caller number six, you get a pair of tickets. Dial